Merry Christmas. This is 100% coming out after Christmas, but at least you have an episode to listen to. It's still the Christmas season. Yeah, Christmas is for as long as you want it. Christmas, yeah. According to the Gregorian calendar, the 12th day is the 17th of January. So, If if Christmas films have taught me anything, it's that GBH is okay against burglars and Christmas is in your heart. Yeah, it's okay, okay against burglars, but raising a cane to a drunken Santa is not okay. Absolutely not. That's not one. Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, I saw that one once. Oh, it's my favourite. It's so boring and I love it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 the black and white one. The one with Matilda in. Oh, and 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 um And Richard Attenborough. I think the only <laughs> black and white films I've ever enjoyed uh, um which is one of my favourite films and uh, what, the one with the plant that eats people Triffids no the shop little shop of horrors oh I see see I watch small shop shop <laughs> shop shop of terrors um, my speech impairment is ruining all my life <laughs> I um yeah, that all the dis are all that I've had two mouthfuls up. <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah. Um it's the Christmas season, we're constantly merry. This is very true. I cannot remember the last drink I had that was an alcoholic, <laughs> including with beverages. <laughs> um do you know what is very heartbreaking about recording this is that I know that when this is out It'll all be over. And from about November, before I even start getting excited for Christmas, I start getting really stressed about how soon Christmas Oh, I know. No, this is the worst part about this. the, the final yeah. week. I've been feeling really yeah. weirdly down. It's, and it's, it's because it for me because I'm, I'm like, Christmas is nearly here, which means Christmas is nearly over. Yeah, the best part of Christmas is the build-up. That's where you get excited. Yeah. And then the closer you get, the more you're like, well, next year, I suppose. Yeah. I feel I Christmas is a very stressful event for me because I love it so much. I, I should clarify this that that if you cut me open I would be red and white stripey, not just red like it should be. <laughs> You'd be a barber shop. I would I, would, oh. I fucking love barbershop. <laughs> hello, hello. Um, <laughs> not the quartets, I hate those. Okay, that's a common misconception. All right, sorry. I, I, ge- I completely generalised your love for barbershops with the quartets. That's entirely on me. Um, um, yeah, my, my, my deep, deep um, love of Christmas means that on Christmas Day, on, on Christmas Eve, it's always been a thing when I'm like, I have to be in peak form for Christmas Day. <laughs> so I have to dye my hair. I have to like dye my eyebrows and eyelashes. I have to do about 20 face masks. I have to moisturise every part of my body. Not that anyone... I don't care about how I look to people. I just feel like if I've got dry skin, it'll ruin Christmas Eve. <laughs> what needs to happen on Christmas Eve is you need a shower in your new Christmas pyjamas. That's yeah, the only not, set fast rule for me. No, because then you wake up on Christmas Day and it's like my nails are too long I'm ruining Christmas Day. Oh, my... my, my I just genuinely do not give a shit about my general appearance. I absolutely don't the rest of the year. That's Christmas Day, I have to be perfect. Everything has to be perfect. Father Christmas is watching. Exactly. Baby Jesus. He doesn't bring presents it's... to people with bad skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then on Christmas Day, I spend the whole thing worrying that I'm not making the most of every second of Christmas Day. Oh, it's, it's like I'm not enjoying it's like it. You're sitting down for like 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, and like, like, I'm not. What, why am I I'm not? I'm not absorbing Christmas <laughs> doing this. I can sit down on any day with you. It's like I've listened to Christmas music nonstop yeah. since the 20th of November, and I'm like, I'm bored of these songs a little bit. Yeah. But I can't stop listening no, because this because is the only I'm time of year I can listen to it. I'm like, I really want to listen to an album that I really yeah. like. But I can't listen to it because, because I need to listen. It's like I think what it is is that because I'm uh, I'm like ninety percent Christmas. I've got to like I soak it all up during Christmas season, and that's gonna last me the year. So I'm like I haven't got enough Christmas for it. I gotta get as much as I can possibly. Yeah, it's yeah, like and, and drink it all in. It's like cramming yeah. in like a lot of food when you know it you're is, yeah, when or having stuff. a shitload of coffee when you know you've got a long day <laughs> and, and you're like imagine, I really don't want any more coffee. My heart hurts. You get to drink water for one month of the year. I'm going to drink all the water my body can physically hold because I need to last me the rest of the year. I you know that would make you die. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, okay, Dr. Um, <laughs> For those who don't know, that just sounds like you're throwing massive shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's actually a doctor. It's so. um, to be fair, you're the only person who calls me Dr. Jones. My patients all call me Beth. Well, do you know what? Perhaps your patients should get some respect. But when they call me Dr. Jones, I'm like, I don't answer them. That's why. They're Dr. Jones. And I'm like, who? Death and poisons all the patients because they don't respect them. When they call me Dr. Jones, I ignore them because I don't really listen to talking to me. So. I don't think that's true. It's 100%. Like you called. No, they, do, sorry, I respond sorry, to Doc. Who is this Bethan you speak of? Uh, <laughs> never met her. Excuse um, I did today, someone did call me a nurse, and I, I very pointedly went, Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> it's when a patient's like, oh, so is the doctor coming out today? And I'm like, I am literally your doctor. <laughs> I've been treating you for the past four days. Do you have a punch on? Yeah, that's right. Off the record. Off the record. No, I don't. Just some people come in healthy just to like change the bends and then end up on the board. Because they called you Nurse Jones. Is your cat pouring water? Uh, probably. Um, uh, um, so this is our Christmas special. It feels weird doing a Christmas special when you've had one non-special from us. <laughs> yeah. um, this is basically our way of making a really short episode and hoping that nobody cares. Um... <laughs> For context, we have another one coming out relatively soon, which is in the pipeline, but yeah. Christmas, man. Yeah, yes. we couldn't let it pass by. It comes but one time a year. Not in Land. Christmas is everything that is good in the world. Why would you not want it every day, please? Why? All right, Slade. Fair enough, you wouldn't enjoy it as much. I know, I know. You wouldn't enjoy it as much if it's every day, blah, blah, blah. But everything about it is so good. That abstract concept of Christmas every day would be great. Everything, you don't need presents every day. It's genuinely not just about presents. Presents are great, but it's not just about presents. <laughs> Otherwise, you love your birthday as much. Exactly. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, it's Christmas, I'll let you yeah. off. Oh, it's Christmas, we've got to be nice. And that's everyone's like the best. in a good mood. Everyone's genuinely jolly. It's like if you imagined a perfect society, it would be how people are when they're celebrating Christmas. 100%. I agree. The only problem is that public transport stops. Okay, so um, as is our new tradition, which you don't know because we haven't explained it, but we will be doing 
a little story each instead of um, one big story together and neither of us have know what no. um, anything about what the other one's doing except for maybe the title so that we don't do the same thing. Yeah. Um, also, before I forget, I just want to say thank you to the... Uh, some may call him a, a genius, some may call him a god, some may call him a, a street sweeper or a pauper. Um, our friend Jack Anderson Keane. But you're going to start <laughs> singing the Joker by Steve Hollenbaum, but yeah. you, you used... That was a very intense introduction. I, I, is he I, a bitch, a lover, a friend he, and a mother? He is all of those. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jack Anderson Keane, our very good friend, who has very kindly taken it upon himself to make us our introduction music. Um, we didn't we, even ask. We I'm didn't. just going to put that out there. I, ju- mm. I just think it's so fitting. Like, I ju- genuinely don't think we could have made anything close to Oh, well, as- 100%. I don't feel like that is clarifying. Well, even if we had the musical skill, I don't think we could have made something that was as and gave us lots of different ones and yeah. my favourite's the jazzy one love them all um, so thank you so much Jack and he has also um, made an EP which is inspired by the podcast which is oh, unbelievably <laughs> cool especially since we've had one episode out so <laughs> thank you so much Jack and please go and listen to his EP it's awesome it's like a pound I think it's like nothing um, um, we will be we plugging this every episode for. We will, yeah. for the rest for, of time. Uh, thank you for our sponsor. Possibly until Jack has passed away in, in many years to come. Um, Jack's gonna outlive us. He's oh, gonna outlive us. Jack will outlive us all. His spirit will live on even if his body fails him. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I got really weird about Jack. <laughs> we like you, Jack. We, you get it. You get it. Wherever you're finding this podcast there will be a comp- an accompanied link to the EP yay and now we're going to get on with um, our seasonal tales yeah oh yeah wait we didn't even mention this we said it was a Christmas episode but all our tales are going to be Christmas themed all, all by, two of by them. all I mean two <laughs> do you want to go first uh, yes Bethan what's my name do you want to know some things I love always and forever I love what? I love horror films. No. I love Tony Collette. And I love Adam Scott. And do you know what I hate? The 2015 film Krampus. It was a terrible film. It was upsettingly bad. I, I felt like um, like a, a devout Catholic who'd gone to see Rosemary's Baby. It shat all over Santa's legacy it was oh it was so bad it, it just spat in the face of Christmas and there is no worse crime no worse crime Portia A. McGrath no that's that's it for me so I decided to rectify this terrible terrible wrong this unforgivable societal I'll, cancer I'll be honest I didn't know there was a movie about the Krampus of course you didn't you, you shouldn't it was terrible it's been erased from my mind. Know. You men and blacked me. You're welcome. Krampus is... He's quite well known, I feel. Um, I, I've heard of him. I know nothing about him. I'm very excited. Yeah, cool. So, as we all know, um, or at least us in the, the Christmas fandom, um, <coughs> dear beloved um, Santa Claus 
originates from a real man who um, is called Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas um, is the patron saint of children, patron, not patron. I was thinking of patron. He became the patron saint of children because he, in folklore, I don't know how true this is. I don't think it's true, but um, he apparently like saved three children from being killed. Um, I don't know, it's like how he became the patron saint of children. But if I say patron again, I'm I'm gonna break my own face off. <laughs> I'd like to see that Probably. happen because you are definitely going to see Patreon again. <laughs> I'll live stream it. Um, subscribe to our Patreon. Our Patreon. <laughs> um, because Saint Nick is considered to be. Does this sound like I'm like making out he's my cool friend by calling him Nick and so Nicholas? No, like everyone a, knows him as Saint okay, Nick. That's fine. It is disrespectful <laughs> to assume that you you are personal friends with the patron saint of children. <laughs> so as Saint Nick is the Christian patron saint of children and Christianity is like big on the concept of good and bad and evil and good and Krampus is sort of like the anti-Saint Nick to, not the anti-Santa different book, but he's the anti-Saint Nick to sort of convince kids it's not good enough, like it's not good enough to say if you're bad you might not go to heaven, they've got to be like if you're bad you're going to burn in fire's fraternity there are no, there is no good without evil and all that well I mean it's implied in there, lack of good is evil so in the same vein, there has to be an, a, a good Santa and an a evil counterpart. Uh, he's got to have some to fight. Yeah, you need he? an antichrist. Yeah. So um, he's like the devil to Santa's god. It's such a competitive religion. Yeah. He's said to be um, the son of the Norse goddess Hel, with one L. Ah, yes. She's, got, so she's got a foot in the door in, in She's like a Norse version of Hades, isn't she? Kind of. I think so. Is Hades specifically in hell? Because mm-hmm. I don't think, despite her name, I don't think she's anything to do with actual hell. I no. think it's just the But death. it's the, the, Hades is death and stuff, isn't he? Okay. I, don't I don't know. know. I, we need to do some research on this and get back to our adoring <laughs> cool, public. Cool, people are waiting on us. Eagerly. Or you can just tell us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Please, don't all tell us at once. Um, <laughs> I saw a thing on Twitter, a slight side note here earlier, which really made me laugh. There was this bloke called Jeremy, and he was saying, he was arguing with this bloke, and I was not on his side because he was just being a knob for the sake of being a knob. And this other bloke was like, oh, he, he kept asking something, and he was like, no, you've got it wrong. If you actually look to the souls, you know. And he was like, oh, well, send us a link then, Jezza. And he was like, I am neither Jezza nor Google. And that was like, it's too Something <laughs> <laughs> like, very similar happened on the wards the other day, where, um, where someone rung up the ward, like, from a different ward to ask for the, the fax number for somewhere. So... Our nurse googled the answer <laughs> and then told her over the phone. <laughs> Amazing. 
I used to be the knob who constantly used that website, let me Google that for you. you <laughs> yeah, do I? That's I how was, I was. I was that prick yeah. all the time. So anyway, sorry, Krampus. Uh, he's known as the Christmas Devil, as we discussed. I feel like we came up with that concept. I'm going to say we decided that. I'm not going to give other people credit because we came up with that on our own. Nobody prompted us. Uh, he is he's typically depicted, obviously much like Jesus Christ, we don't actually know what he looks like, but he's typically depicted as half goat and half human, um, but not like uh, that bloke off um, Narnia. It's like quite literally he's got one hoof and one foot. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. But then when you see drawings on him, they say that, but his foot, it looks not like a foot I've ever seen. You know, like nails from Guinness Book of Records and stuff. It's, and he's all black, he's got horns, he's got um, fur, like all over his body like a goat, and he's got fangs and a really long tongue. If you ever see pictures of him, he's always got this crazy long tongue. Venom style tongue, like. Yeah, and he's, he's got this Gene Simmons thing going on, and he's got like the crazy eyes and like, ah. <laughs> um, this is a shame <laughs> this is not smell of vision <laughs> because I just did a great Gene Simmons impression. I, for a moment, I thought Gene Simmons was in the room. Honestly, she was like, oh, I almost I heard he's a massive racist. <laughs> um, I, I almost got his autograph and then, you know. <laughs> and then <asked> him to <laughs> um, his name comes from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Which I can confirm, having done Duolingo for about two weeks. And he carries chains and birch sticks um, to whip kids and a, sta- a sack to carry them away to the underworld to be tortured or eaten. Classic. Nice fella, yeah. Um, I mean, is it really Christianity if you don't have... No one's going tortured. Yeah. A child. So on December the 5th, that is considered St. Nicholas's Day, which is sort of where he differs from Santa. Um... <laughs> Santa just sort of hijacked Jesus' birthday. And Krampus' day is on the 6th of December. Um, and either the 5th or the 6th in, like, Central Europe, it's celebrated as Krampus Nacht, which... Ooh. Duolingo. Night! Yeah. Krampus Night! Krampus Night. Claw Night! Yeah. So celebrations include exchanging Krampus Carton, which is Krampus cards. Oh. <laughs> uh, dressing up in costumes, um, out of which are like scary as shit. I've seen videos. They they have these parades, so they dress up in the, in these costumes as Krampus, and they're like, how can I describe it? They they're just like these like black shaggy rugs and they have like bells and chains hanging off and like cowbells and chains and like they've got these sticks and they have these wooden masks they kind of look like you know um the hacker they kind of look like they're doing hacker faces the masks oh. and they're like carved wooden they make them themselves it's like folk art they're really like valuable some of these masks um and they're fucking terrifying and they like they have these big parades and all the parents bring their kids out and they just run round like screaming at the kids on Salzburg online they describe the Krampus parade as running down the street growling half dancing half stamping which if you imagine that is fucking terrifying that is doing the hacker though surely no it's stamping and dancing (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just kind of they're like running up to the kids and screaming and shit like that it's like really creepy 
and it's like a festive jolly thing to scare the shit out of your kids and that, that's like a, a, a big thing um, and apparently now Christoph Waltz said this so it's gotta be true oh well 100% yeah in the mountains of Austria I assume that's where he's from there's a tradition where young men get absolutely shit faced and then they dress up in the grandpa's costumes and they run as fast as they can through the village just screaming and scaring everyone but it's like in the night so like imagine how fucking scary that is please um, I am imagining it because yeah. you said please so the whole thing is just horrible as I mentioned being turned into a film in 2015 which was horrible and terrible and just really really bad so bad in the 30s Krampus was called on by the Austrian Catholic Union newspaper, which we all subscribe to. They yeah, called on that was Krampus. a bit before me, but I, I'm still, it's still very me. He sent so copy. much spam to my yeah, emails. It's like, uh, so I keep meaning to unsubscribe, but it's one of those ones where you've got to click the link in the email and then unsubscribe by putting your email address well, the way in. to get around that, which I've always done, is get the, the paper copy sent you. Yeah, the trees... It's in Austria, they've got shitloads. Fucking pines everywhere. So in the 30s, the Austrian Catholic Union's newspaper called to ban Krampus as he represented sin, anti-Christianity, and social democrats, the true three evils of the earth. I feel like he definitely isn't anti-Christian. Well, he's... He is. He's, well, he's, he's technically he anti-Christian. The, the, the devil is anti-Christian, but the devil was invented by Catholics. Yeah, Christians. like he's a Christian invention yeah. of being anti-Christian. So yeah. is he truly anti-Christian? I guess he's anti-Christian values. So I suppose, yeah, but ban, I suppose banning him would... That's like banning hell. More. But like if, if, if you sort of... If they um, entertain the devil as something that was on earth, they would ban him. <laughs> they would call to ban the devil. That's true. Same so, yeah. as his and I guess like banning him would further enforce the idea of no barriers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like how banning punk songs makes them more punk. You know? Yeah. And how bit like bird books and stuff. Yeah. Like how the Wizard of Oz became punk as fuck when Ding Dong the Witch is Dead got no one when Maggie Thatcher died. Oh, 100% best thing that's ever happened in the world. Yes. And then he wasn't actually banned, um, but (laughs) the Lienz government, which I think is in Austria, I forgot to write that down, but the Lienz government banned Krampus dances, it enforced a rule that all Santas must be licensed, and (laughs) promised to arrest Krampus whenever they saw him. Oh. Which I like. I promise you guys, every time we see that Krampus, we are going to take him to jail. We're telling him now. Every time. Worry about it, Christian. Yeah. What, if he, what if it's just the guy dressed as Krampus and he pulls the mask off? They, oh, sorry, <laughs> ah, Sorry, I thought I. Don't I Krampus. This is really embarrassing. I thought you were the real guys, Krampus. We're right in the middle of filming Scooby Doo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and then in 1953, Vienna's kindergarten system distributed a leaflet informing parents that Krampus was an evil man what? and that celebrating him could scar kids for life I, I think that's fair actually yeah to be fair if you if you search YouTube for like videos of the Krampus knock and the parades honestly I can't quite explain how terrifying it is I don't like it <laughs> 
So that's enough about old Crampy because that's kind of it's not a huge amount about him. It's just, he's kind of like the, just the Christmas version of the devil, basically. Christmas devil. Christmas has ripped off the devil. So what I will tell you about is some of the other characters in the Santa cinematic universe. The ones that come along and make cameos every now and then. Yeah. And it's watchable if you don't understand the reference, but it's you can tell it's really meant for the hardcore fans. fans yeah, and there's like three of them in the cinema, and they are really excited. And you're like, I don't really understand. I'll be honest. No, there are lots of um, different like characters that are to do with old Santa Claus, um, and a lot of them are like different versions of the same sort of character in, in different countries. Um, these are a few of my favourite things. <laughs> So the first one, uh, uh, whiskers on kittens. Yeah. Other than I was thinking about this the other day, right? I don't think thinking about copper kettles would ever improve my mood. They're kind of cute. But what would you think about them and be happy if you were having a bad day? Put yourself in that position now, right? You're in work. I'm already in that feet. position. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, but actually, though, copper kettles exist. Let's just picture them for a sec. You know what? I can kind of see it though. Oh, fuck you. Julie Andrews, lover. <laughs> you say that like it's an insult, and yeah. I'm more offended yeah. by the fact that you yeah. think it's an insult than, than, the, Good. than the statement itself. Copper kettle. Thinking about copper kettles is not good advice for someone going through a hard time. No, it is like. <laughs> you've been, if, it, if you've been bitten by a dog, which is one of the examples she gives. Do not think about copper kettles. Seek medical attention. Yeah, that dog could very easily... You need a tetanus shot immediately. Yeah. And probably a rabies screen. Yes. And that dog will almost definitely get put down. That's some shit. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, the first one is Miss Perchter, who is Krampus's buddy. So... Perchter, now I don't even, I, I'm just going to say this for all of them, don't know if I'm saying it right, ain't German, right? Perchter, Perchter, Maybe I'm going to use my powers of Welsh to call her Perchter. That sounds German, doesn't it? It does, how's you spelling it? Well, P-E-R-C-H-T-A. Perchter, I'm going to call it. Perchter! No, I'm not, it's too hard work. Perchter is fine. Perchter. <laughs> so, she is a lady is she sometimes called Frau Kirchner, just in case you were doubted that she's a lady. She is sometimes depicted as like a super beautiful, like angelic, completely white woman. Not that being white and white the colour, not the race. <laughs> sometimes she's depicted as an old hag. So talk up. Oh, so like um, when in Snow White, when the evil witch... Yeah. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, got but it. I don't think it's a case of, like, she can show herself out if she wants. I think that's just people decide when they're painting her how they go, she's going to look, kind of. Oh, some people... That's the thing when people are not real. You can just decide what they look like. Yeah. There's not a lot known... I mean, there's not, not a lot known to me, maybe to people who've actually done research there is, but there's not a lot known about her origins, where the sort of idea of her come from. But what we do know is that she gives presents to people who are generous, and but she punishes the following: the lazy, okay, liars, okay, the greedy, yep, people who work on Epiphany, which is her feast day, especially Bethan. Listen hard to this, right? <laughs> you especially, especially 
if they spin thread. If you spin thread on Epiphany... Oh, I'm safe. It's fine. I never spin thread on Epiphany, oh no. Good for you. Um, people who don't work on any days that are not Epiphany... What's you going to work every day other than Epiphany? You're going to do a six-day working week. Well, if, you, if you're not, you're being lazy. You've got to be working every day. Um, introverts, humbugs. Oh, I thought it was safe. She would punish these people um, by. She, she'd go pretty easy on them. She'd punish them. Now, remember, some of them are spinning thread on Epiphany, right? Mm, she would punish them by slitting their bellies open, um, emptying it all out, and then replacing it with rocks or rubbish from the bin. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be as audacious. Does the spin thread on Epiphany? No, completely agree. You, I think that's a perfectly legitimate and not overreacted reaction. Not at all. If you were going to spin thread, you might as well cut your own belly open and fill it with rubbish. Grave intestines <laughs> into empty WhatsApp packets. Uh, she also hates dishonest children. Um, they get their own special punishment. They have their tongues cut out. Who doesn't hate dishonest children? Fuck yeah. How many tongues have you cut out? Let's be honest. I'd rather not, honey. Um, that's a story I keep to myself. Come to terms with your actions at some point, Beth. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep running until they catch up with me. There is also a story about um, a farmhand who allowed Perchter to come and stay in his cottage. Don't know how that arrangement came out. Might have been like an Airbnb setup. I don't know. But he let her come. Who and her ghost posse come and stay in his cottage for like one night. And this farmhand was a massive perv because he decided to climb inside the stove that was in her bedroom. Dask, because um, she needed to do some urgent midnight cooking. Um, put a store in her bedroom, climbed inside it so he could perv on her because he heard that she was stunning and he wanted to catch a glimpse of her, probably naked. He wanted to see some of them snowy white titties. Um, but she was there, she was like, listen, ghost friend, go and plug that hole in that stove. So he did. So the bloke was like, oh, I can't see shit now. So he was stuck in there all night, he couldn't come out because the ghosts were there. He was stuck in there all night. Couldn't you hate it when you can't get out because the ghosts are there? But yeah, exactly. Can't get out of your own stove because the ghosts are there. And he just sat in the dark there all night. So then the next day, after they'd all left, he finally got out and he realised that it wasn't because he plugged the hole that he couldn't see he was blind now. That was the thing. She'd made him blind because he tried to perv on her. I think that's fair as well. well yeah. you know, I kind of, I'm on pitch to side for a lot of this. I definitely um, blind someone who tried to get in an oven in my bedroom. Um, so then the following year he invited her back maybe she was well paying or something I don't know he invited her back her and her ghost to come and stay again who knows why but he decides to get in the fucking oven again he's blind so he can't see shit anyway maybe he just sleeps in the oven though yeah maybe that's just it it's like a comfort thing it's like a sort of anxiety thing but anyway he gets back in the oven he's an introvert she tells him to, she tells her ghost pal, go and unplug it. Guess how you can see again? Amazing. Did she realise the error of her words when she's like, oh, actually, he doesn't want to be in here to perv on me because he's blind and he's still in there. Yeah, he's clearly Shit, I just fucked up. got anxiety issues. Unplug him. 
Yeah, let's not make that worse, right? We invited me back. Yeah, so that's perched up. The life and times. Next story I got for you. I don't think this is a story, I think I'm just going to tell you about it. Next one I got for you is Bell Snickle. Pretty Ooh. good. Uh, he's German and Pennsylvanian Dutch. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I left out the Dutch bit when I was researching it, the Pennsylvanian bit when I was researching it, thinking they were just being like really specific, but it, I think Pennsylvania Dutch is like It's a, a completely different, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's Santa's um, grumpy cousin from the olden days. He carries a switch in one hand and a bag of sweets and nuts in the other. A switch? Switch. A like Nintendo Switch. A pigeon stick. Oh, no, uh, not, a, not a Nintendo Switch. I don't think so. He's old, so... Yeah, that's fair. So he visits houses um, and asks each child in turn to recite a poem, a Bible verse, or a maths equation. Which I, I do which not Which one would you prefer? Time. I mean, I think I'd, I go, for, like, I'd go for maths. Because a maths equation... Maths yeah, but he, he just asks you, so we could ask him something crazy. Well, what if he comes up to you and goes, oh, just give me a maths equation? I don't think he does. I think he two tells two. you the maths equation... And then you were telling the answer. I don't think he's like, tell me a question. And you're like, okay, what are four divided by one? Then he's like, good question. I don't think that's how it works. Okay, You're fine. a fool, Bethan. Now, I will admit your way makes more sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he asked that. I should, I should clarify that this book from like the Victorian days, so Bible verses were like a thing that kids Yeah, I probably would know more Bible verses back then. Yeah. He, so then when they answer him, he chucked the bag of sweets and nuts on the floor and then walk away. However, if one of the kids didn't use their manners or was too greedy, he'd smash them with the stick, the switch. Um, and the point of him was to teach kids that there was still time to convert from the path of naughtiness to the path of good. I, that was my word, and I got a bit like... <laughs> the path of naughtiness um, before Santa made his final judgment which is also really intense <laughs> that is yeah that's not too far off normal Santa though is it no but it, yeah that one was kind of like like you might be a little shit but you still got time to change before Christmas okay so he his job was basically he was like a tough love kind of man yeah whereas exactly. Santa seems really nice Santa is nice. Pretty okay, sorry. Bad audience, really. Yeah. Um We've also got Necht Ruprecht Ruprecht It's too many letters. Necht Ruprecht who is German. Thankfully it converts into English as Farmhand Rupert or Servant Rupert, so I'm just gonna call him that. He is one of Santa's friends who dates back to the seventeenth century. He is sometimes said to be a farmhand, sometimes said to be a, re- a feral child who Santa raised like Mowgli. Um, <laughs> I like how you clearly wrote that yourself and you read it like you're reading it from a document. <laughs> how did you know? Um, he asks children if they can pray. If they can, he hooks them up with a bag of apples, nuts and gingerbread. If not, he gives them a bag of ashes... A lump of coal or a stick for their parents to hit them with. Ooh. Yeah. So the next one we've got is my favourite story. 
he is called Hans Trapp. I like the story of Hans Trapp. So this story originates in the Alsace, I think it is, or Alsace or something. Alsace and Lorraine regions of France. So Hans Trapp was like a super rich, um, I've used the word debaucherous, which is maybe oh. the biggest word I know. Um, <laughs> I love the word debaucherous. Yeah. He was like a, a really, like he was a bit of a, a Mr. Burns type. He was like super rich and bit mean. We spent all his time like doing bad stuff like doing drugs and partying and he also like exactly like mr burns yes <laughs> yes the mr burns i know in my heart um and he also practiced occult and black magic which he used to keep himself rich when the church found out they brought him before the pope which i feel is quite a that's extreme yeah um and he excommunicated him when he returned home the people in his village avoided him like the plague he lost all of his riches and mansions and party yachts all of them <laughs> and fled to the woods where he built himself a shack made out of sticks living in isolation turned him nuts and he became super satanist as he was obsessed with getting revenge as you would imagine he soon started dreaming of eating human flesh I can't imagine yet I think I wrote that sarcastically and I didn't read it <laughs> He decided the best way to make his dream come true was to dress as a scapegoat and wait for a ten-year-old boy to pass. One hundred percent. What if a nine-year-old comes past? Yeah, he passed about. Uh, he waited for a ten-year-old to come past. He caught him, attacked him with a sharp stick, and then dragged him to his lair before hacking him into bits and cooking him. Mm. However, however, just as he was about to take the first. Juicy bite, he'd been dreaming about eating flesh for like so long, he was crazy, he had no sense of time, which probably felt like ages, and he was living in the sticks, he didn't have much to enjoy anyway, all he could think about he was like, in the sticks. yeah, quite literally, and he was like, I'm, I'm got, I've got to get me some of that human flesh, I can't wait, and he was like, I've finally got it, I've got a nice steak of boy in front of me, went to eat it, God was like, right, do you know what, I've let the, like, stabbing and chopping up a kid bit slides and that cooking him fine go for it go crazy do all this debaucherous stuff piss off the pope that's fine but I can't let him eat it as well so he, he was like enough is enough he was probably going he's not going to do it he was playing chicken <laughs> he's not going to do it I can see that he's chopped the kid into little cubes but he's not going to eat it so oh, as he's he went to take his bite God was like, lightning bolt, shot him. Um, he got smoked. He got smoked. Nice. Now children are terrified of the legend of Hans Trap, understandably. Every <laughs> Christmas, he goes from house to house in his scapegoat costume, dribbling over their flesh. That's fucking terrifying. I love it. Yes. The greatest. And then there's, an, there's one more who is called Pierre Fuertard, who I'm, he's from the same region, Alsace and Lorraine, and I'm assuming, it's not Pierre, it's Pierre, and I'm assuming he's kind of based on Hanstrap. He's an evil butcher who nicked three kids, chucked them into a tub of salty water, ready to cook them. However, St. Nick saved them, which is how he became the protector of children. Oh! That was the story I earlier. <laughs> um, and now Pierre follows Santa around in shame. 
carrying a switch and telling Santa which kids are naughty and shouldn't get any presents. And Santa is also, oh yeah, I added this in to make the whole thing, um, I added it to lighten the mood a bit. Santa is also follow, followed around by a little donkey who carries baskets filled with gifts and treats. Oh! That's not the best thing you Really little. <laughs> enough to be cute. He's probably got like little stubby legs, like a little, like them little tiny ponies, but he's a donkey version, so oh. you're not shit. <laughs> donkeys are the best. I love donkeys And so then much. he's carrying this little basket full of presents that he's got for everyone and sweets. Oh, I love him so much. I'm a bit sad about how much I love him. <laughs> I can't hold him over my head. So, I've got, I've got some... too much love <laughs> to fit inside my body. So anyway, that's Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of tie-ins with my like little tie-ins in mine, which I'm very excited for you to spot. Oh, <laughs> you know you can spot the difference. We've got spot the similarities. I was I I really like learning about um the the greater cinematic universe and um the Avengers, the <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Avengers. The, yeah, the Christmas Avengers. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. They're kind yeah, of like the, the Christmas League. Suicide Squad, really, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Except for Donkey. No, the, don- the Donkey... Donkey's the hero yeah. of the story. Yeah. Obviously. Donkey's always the hero. He tells Santa who the good kids are, I bet. Because yeah. <laughs> he Porsche. <laughs> yeah. Porsche's been really good. <laughs> the donkey yeah. likes you. Oh my god, the donkey don't like me. Yeah. So that was great. Closer to home. Okay. Okay, I've How gone close? like literally here. Oh, okay. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. That's quite literally home. It's eighteen hundred. Okay. You're at home in your little valley's house. Is dark. Is around New Year's, and you hear a knock on the door. You answer the door. Do you answer the door? This is a, a point and to do. <laughs> it's a point and click adventure you must decide. <laughs> I imagine you do answer the door. And at the door you see a horse's skeleton tied into a pole with ribbons and a big white sheet. Not again. And in a group of about seven drunken men and two of these men have blackened faces. And are in very bright clothes. Okay. In an offensive style? Or just... Not an offensive way. In a obscuring their identity, identity kind of way. In, in the 1800s, face paint was hard to come by. So they probably used cold dust. Exactly. So you answer the door. And these jolly old men, slash young men, I don't know how old they are. Maybe you can tell me you were there. Um, they start singing a song. Will Demanin Dwad? Givalion Dinuad. Eoven and Genad. Eoven and Genad. Eoven and Genad Igami. Why did you sing at school? Did you? No. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a bit weird to sing in school. When we used to go on school trips to um, terrify the old neighbours. Oh right, yeah. Used to sing that song. We used to take on New Year's, on New Year's Eve, like yeah, the yeah. school used to get together on New Year's Eve in infant school, and we'd go to the elderly people people's homes, and we'd just take the skull of their beloved pet, and we would 
What you are currently observing on your front doorstep on this mm-hmm. cold winter's eve is the ar- arrival of Mary Lloyd. Right. Mary Lloyd, it, I don't know why I'm speaking like I this. <laughs> Mary Lloyd. <laughs> Mary Lloyd is a weird Welsh Christmas tradition where a bunch of men take, take out... that back. The weird about it, a good, good old-fashioned Welsh tradition of skulls. That's <laughs> Christmas... <laughs> <laughs> the, the good old Christmas skull, and um, where um, a bunch of men have a bit of a drink, and take out their their scully friend, the horse, and take him around the town, and sing for entry. So this was a type of like carol singing uh, or wassailing, as it is actually known. Wassailing. Yeah, where you sing for entry or like, for some figgy pudding. Like the the Waluigi version of sailing. Exactly. Um, so these men would go around to a house. Um, sometimes they'd put a little hinge on the horse's mouth so it could bite at children and scare them. Why is it a festive, beloved, joyous tradition to terrify children? Because children are dicks. Everywhere around the world. Children are dicks. Ex, ex children's doctor here. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why I'm no longer a children's doctor. So, um, yeah, they'd go along and scare all the children with the horse, get to your door, and sing, and ask you to let them in. So, that beautiful little ditty that I perfectly pronounced in my... Yeah, you know, little ditty about Jack and Diane and the horse What? Ditty, though. Diddy is the party rabbit. Oh, well, maybe maybe that's what I meant. You don't know. You don't know in my brain. This is what I was questioning. Because if Diddy's involved, I'm involved. Then it was Diddy, cool. and I intended on getting it Excellent. wrong. Um, but that little ditty that I just sang um, means it directly translates to, well, here we come, innocent friends, to ask leave. To ask leave, to ask leave to sing. Ask leave to sing. Uh, like permission. Ah, oh, okay, fair, mm. yeah. And then what would happen is... Um, the people who answer the door then go, nah, mate, you're not coming in, you've got a creepy-ass horse. Yeah. And they have this little banter off, not even kidding, this is what happens, where the people at the door make fun of how drunk the men are, and the men make fun of the women. I'm and so bad the people at the door, huh? Exactly, which oh, I think is... <laughs> and they have this little banter off and a little battle of wits, and they call it a punko. A punko? A punko. And um, and then eventually somebody and um, the the people will let them in and they come in and have a little drink in the house. They come in for refreshments and the the horse will go in and scare the children and the children will pretend to be scared. It says in every source I read. I I know. But sometimes they bring Punch and Judy along. Oh, even scarier. And they would have their blackened faces to distance themselves from everyday life to create an, an, an anonymity. And Punch would be carrying a poker and Judy would be carrying a switch. Oh. Not even kidding. Um, 
So the whole morning. No, what's what is up with the Christmas switch? We've come full circle. All the kids are asking for switches with Christmas again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, homeowners would then make Punch promise to stay away from the fire because otherwise Punch would go in and rake the fire with his poker until it went away. <laughs> went out. Um, this sounds like a bad acid trip. Yeah, it's fucking weird as shit, right? Um, so yeah, so that's essentially what Mary Lloyd is, and that would happen every sort of winter time as a way to sort of get people through the cold winter months. Um, not associated with Christmas as such, I don't think, but just around that time of year. Um, often around the twelfth night celebrations, which used to be called Old Twelvey Night, which is my absolute. <laughs> Thing. I think I'd still call it that. <laughs> but um, which used to be the seventeenth of January, um, before the Gregorian car- calendar came in. So how can it be after Christmas? It's wrong. The twelfth night is the twelfth night after Christmas. It's not the sixth of January now. What? Mm. Oh no, this is stupid. It's too much. Cancel it. Mm. The um, so people think it's um, related to um. It's, a, it's basically a type of wassailing where you go around singing at people's doors um, and they, you know, asking for drinks and things like that. It's like trick-or-treating, but we're singing. And that's what ah, caroling... And and exactly. And that's okay. um, essentially what caroling is. Um, when did it become choir boys? I don't think it ever did, did it? It's still did it go from being choir boys to becoming drunken Welshmen and asking? I feel like in Wales it was always drunk on Welshmen. Yeah. Um, and they used to say, um, we're not daily beggars that beg from door to door, we, but we are friendly neighbours whom you have seen before. As if that makes it better <laughs> that they're coming around and asking for your, for your drinks and shit. I don't um, give to the homeless. I give to my neighbours who can afford their own booze but want to take mine also and frighten me with a dead goat. <laughs> Horse. Horse. <laughs> so, um, speaking of dead horse... Yeah. Um, they, the, the horse skull, um, in Gawa, they actually, there was one that would be buried all the way through the year. They just dig up the same old head ho- horse head, stick some ribbons on it every year. Um, but yeah, um, some people think it started as part of the Feast of the Ass, um, which is a celebration. I'm sorry? It's a celebration of the donkey because of all the things that the donkey I did. Think it is. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a rhyming party. Maybe you asked your mum what it was, and she was like, uh, um, <laughs> so, so, so for donkeys and all the achievements donkeys no, have made. No, it's hundred percent not anything to do with anything. But also, it's um, worth noting that Rhiannon was once famous Welsh R&B artist. Mm-hmm was once venerated as a horse goddess and queen of the underworld, aka the most badass woman who ever existed in all of time. Um, she famously would um, take... Queen of the underworld, another one. Mm. Ah, she French of hell. Yeah. She would often have engaged in battles of wits and outsmarting opponents. And uh, they also think that this happened at this time of year because the darkest time of year was thought to be where... The veil between our world and the other world was at its thinnest, Especially so things could get through. Halloween. Well, that's it's dark too. Halloween. Well, th- I th- think this is before Halloween. 
weekend is a really long road. Halloween pagan thing, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know, mate. But this isn't a Halloween story, it's a Christmas story. Perhaps it just didn't reach Wales. Uh, that doesn't surprise me no, at all. We made our own Halloween. Yeah. Uh, Vernon Watkins in 1941 wrote a ballad of Mary Lloyd, which had. Um, Sorry, the way you said that, I was expecting to be like, wrote a banger. <laughs> <laughs> he did write a banger, and I'm going to give you a taste of it now. <laughs> it had 400 like lines to it. It was a like, fucking ballad, yeah. man. And one of the lines in it was Mary Lloyd, Lloyd Mary, a secret thing through the night they carry. Betrayed to the living. Betrayed of the dead, all are confused by a horse's head. Oh, and I love it. Amazing. I mean, it's accurate as hell. It's, it does exactly what it says in the tin. Yeah. Um, we're all betrayed and confused. <laughs> Absolutely. The living and the dead alike do not know what the fuck is going on with that horse's head. Um, apparently, it's still done in like places like near my steak and stuff every New Year's Day. And I find I never. This is the first year I've ever heard of this. I have been Welsh for 25 I've, years. I've seen the horse's head with the ribbons on. I've seen it, and I knew it was a Welsh Christmas thing, but that was the extent of my knowledge. I knew nothing about what it meant, who used it, where it was from. What I it legitimately had never heard of it until this year. 25 years of being Welsh and this tradition completely passing me by. I'm very disappointed. We're not the most traditional, to be fair. We, we're, we're modern urban folk. Yeah, we live in Cardiff now. We left all that behind cool us. young people. We're hip. We're like, we're like Sweet Home Alabama. I don't understand the reference. Sweet, well, Sweet Home Alabama is about Reese Witherspoon, and she's banging this like pretty hot bloke when she's growing up like in Alabama, and she's like an Alabama girl and all that, and then she moves away to the big city or something to become like a cool, hip, metropolitan girl, and then she comes home. I think she's like a big lawyer or something. She probably goes to Harvard, doesn't she, with a dog? Um, and then she comes back to Sweet Home Alabama to visit, and her ex-childhood sweetheart is, like, still a proper Alabama brogue, and he lives on the, on the river, and he's got this riverboat plane that he drives over in and stuff, and he's got a little sign saying, gone fishing. And she comes home, and it's like, oh, I'm too, she's too good for me now, or she, he resents her because she's gone to the city and stuff. And she's like, oh, well, you was just a, a scummy little... Alabama bloke and obviously they're in love and then they fall back in love and then they get married and stuff that's exactly what we like <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah that's that's actually the extent of my knowledge on Mary Lloyd I mean uh, a lot more than anyone else's yeah I, I, to be honest with you what I really want to know about is Rihanna and the horse goddess and queen of the underworld that's something that I have an interest in now. I where they're getting the horses' heads from. Horses, babe. These days they tend to be made out of paper mache. Oh, good, good, good. But yeah, they put little hinges in it and chase kids down the street <laughs> with them. And, and the leader would pretend to restrain the horse. And there'd be a man underneath the, co- underneath the sheet, like, acting as a horse. It's like when, um, when I had an invisible dog. I had like a, a lead with a wire going through it and a collar on the end, so I would walk it and it'd look like there was a dog on the end. It was just a lead. And then I, I bought like, it ooh, in ooh. Disneyland, Florida when I was little, and then I really wanted one, and then my mum got me one, and then the, the kindly American people used to like pretend to stroke my invisible dog, oh, and I'd be like, strangers <laughs> interrupting <laughs> looking around me and crying. There's nothing 
Uh, the Dying Art of Punko is something <laughs> that I really want to read. Because nowadays, when it happens, uh, not that it happens very often, but even in like the, the, the most recent century, when it would happen, people would just load them in after they sang our first verse. And I'm like, no, you're missing the best part. You need to sit there and, and absolutely fucking lay into each other for a bit. And then say no, oh, thank you, because you might murder me. Right. Yeah, you were not coming to my house. You were all, you were seven huge drunken men. Pretending to be a dead horse. Please leave. So, yeah, mine was a, a diddy. A, d- a diddy. A diddy. A diddy ditty, as one would say. Um, it's what happens when um, John Cougar Mellencamp and P. Diddy had a baby. It would be my little coverage of Mary Lloyd. Yes, little Diddy, a Jack and Diane, bought a party boat, and just as much as they can. With a dead horse. Oh, I didn't actually mention why it's called Lady Lloyd, and I've got... Oh, yeah, it's very, very simple. There are two theories. Okay. It means Holy Mary, to do with Christmas, or it means Grey May. Which makes more sense. Yeah. So I'm going to go Grey, with Grey May. It's not Grey, is it? Yeah, Cloyd is Grey. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. And Mary is May, I'm assuming. Yeah. Some people also think it might mean Mary Lude, like from the English, but I'm like, stop anglicising my, my language. Yeah, no. It means Grey May. That's a reach. Fucking English. Yeah. Coming in here, stealing all our words. Getting rid of the toll. Yeah, now anyone can get into our beautiful country. Including us when we're returning from England. God's country is what it is. So Merry Christmas, there's a horse story. Merry Christmas, one and all. And to all, be careful, there's a Krampus. Yes. Don't let strangers in with big horses. If people come round your house and they're knocking on your door and they got a dead horse and they're like, let us in, please, we're going to insult you and then drink all your booze and the Welsh, say <laughs> no. <laughs> it just I, doesn't sound like a good time. It really <laughs> does not. It's very close to many times I've had, and none of them have been good. Um, You're usually on the outside of the door, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in the film of this episode, I would I, I strongly request Michael Sheen to play the horse, please. Um, in um, our dramatic reenactment, you mean? In the film, I'm, I'm thinking big. I want Michael Sheen playing the horse. I would like Anthony Hopkins to play one of the other drunkards. You can be the leader who controls Use the horse. Who's the leader drunkard? Let's take him down a peg. He's always the big character. All right, why don't we make him punch? The other. Yeah, punch. you'll be punch. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is punch. Karis Martins is Judy. Um, um, Judy's also played by a woman, so Karis would have to. Cross dress as a man to, to cross dress as Judy because they're all men. Women aren't allowed to. Oh, this is lovely. People dressed up. This is a film. Punch and Judy is always puppets. But it isn't in, in Mary Lloyd. Oh, right. They're people dressed up. What's the people are raking through the hot coals in the fire? With a poker. That's why he's got a oh, poker. Okay, right. I understand now. Yeah, so they'd come in and be like, please don't touch the fire, Punch. And then they'd go in and be like, I won't touch the fire. That can be Tom Jones, because they're not like him. Um, and then Krampus can be played by Christoph Waltz, because he gave me most of my research. Christoph Waltz can play all of the characters in yours. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Including the children who get their tongues cut out. Yeah, and and the people, the, the introverts who get their stomachs ripped open. Yeah. 
and the thread that gets spun on. Uh, I would love stick. to see Christoph Waltz playing thread. thread. <laughs> Put me off. I want to know how we would do that. That is an Oscar trap if ever I saw one. <laughs> Should so we this... get Quentin Tarantino on the phone? I'm sure he'd love to direct that. He is at home going, where is episode two? <laughs> <laughs> well, Quentin, this was almost episode two. Welcome to our Christmas special of our currently one-part podcast. <laughs> You're welcome. We know you all waited. You were asking if we were going to do a Christmas special. <laughs> Yeah. Hope you had a good Christmas because this definitely isn't coming out beforehand. No, but by some miracle, if it is, have one, please. Oh. I demand it. Oh, uh, you know, if it's after Christmas, you can listen to it and go, oh, do you remember Christmas? That was great. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of being like, I'm really sad, yeah. Christmas is Christmas over. Christmas is a season, it's not just a day. Okay? Oh, you're so genuine and it's, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. The best thing, and I hope everyone's as happy as I am. I don't think anyone could ever be as happy as you are at Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> close. Here's hoping for at least one more episode in 2019. Oh, that's the, that's the goal. My that's New Year's dream. resolution is to have one episode next year. Stay tuned for that, and we will see you on the other side. Cheers again to Jack and yeah. to Podmage. Merry Christmas to all! And to all a good... I Night, I guess. Night. <laughs> Bye.